and welcome to Good Podcasting, the show designed to help you create, launch, and grow your podcast. My name is Brian. I'm the host of the show. And today I'm talking with Kyle Hyman from Spoke Street Media. And we talk about everything from how to create your content, how to deliver on that promise, and how to budget for great production. Welcome back to another episode of Good Podcasting. This episode is one that I've been really excited to be able to release and share with you today because it's probably one of our most unique episodes, if not the most unique episode that we have released to date for a number of reasons. First of all, my guest in this episode is Kyle Hyman, who is not only a podcaster himself, but he manages a network of more than 70 podcasts called Spoke Street Media based right here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And as you can imagine, as someone who works with that many podcasters on such a regular basis, he brings a different perspective and some new insights that maybe we don't often talk about here on this show. Later on, we get into some specific topics related to delivering on a promise, meaning what is the promise that your podcast is making to your listener and how are you delivering on that promise in each and every episode to bring value to that listener? And then at the end of the show, we talk about how we budget to create a good quality product. So you'll hear Kyle talk about that near the end of this episode. And the other thing that makes this podcast unique is that this is the first podcast we've ever done that was recorded in front of a live audience. So you'll hear some audience interaction, you'll hear some laughter, you'll hear some claps, and even at the end of the episode, you'll hear some pauses. Now, I invite you not to turn off the episode when you hear it's just a short pause, just a couple of seconds, because we invited questions from the audience. We recognize that you can't hear the questions the audience is asking in the actual recording, so we were sure to repeat the question so you knew what the question was that we were answering in this episode. That's all I'm going to say for now about this interview I did with Kyle. I think you'll find it valuable. I think you'll find some really practical tips and tools in this episode to help you create, launch, and grow your podcast. And don't forget, if you enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on right now. And if you're interested in more tips, tools, and tech to help you create a better podcast, follow me on YouTube at Summit City Studios. Hey, this, let me introduce, this is Kyle Hyman. Yes. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. He's from Spoke Street Podcasting, or just Spoke Street? Sure. Yep. Okay. Whatever. What do you call it? Spoke Street or Spoke Street Media. Spoke but, Street Media? Yeah, focus okay. on podcasts. Here in town, based mm-hmm. here in town, Redeemer Radio Studios. Yep. Yep. So okay. Kyle and I met just about a year ago, I think. Has it been that long? Something yeah. like that, yeah. And uh, he's been avoiding me ever since. <laughs> uh no, not true. But we reconnected last week and I invited him to come share a little bit about what he does. So we'll talk about Spoke Street in a minute, but just kind of introduce yourself and tell us who you are and how you got into podcasting, Kyle. Yeah, I started in podcasting a long time ago. I, I was in a band and we would play, like, we would put music out once a week. We called it, the band was called Popple and we called it Weekly Popple, but W-E-A-K-L-Y. It was like, it was like demos and live recordings. It was all like, just it wasn't good enough to really release, but we did it as a podcast. So that was kind of my first for I don't know when that was. It had to have been, you know, two thousand eight or nine or something, and then maybe even earlier. Uh, did a podcast for a little while in two thousand twelve, and then kind of dropped off. And I started doing radio probably about seven years ago, and we started. I did a morning show, 
and uh, we started that as a podcast. Okay. At, at the time, the radio station didn't have any podcasts. And so we're like, well, we should put this out as a podcast. And uh, from that, some guests that were really good would come on. And be like, oh, you should have your own show. We'd launch that as a podcast and a show on the radio. And eventually, we had a bunch of different podcasts that we were working with. And we started learning you know, tricks that were working. And, and I'm, I, I started nerding out about it. Like, I, like you obviously have. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and found out like, oh yeah, there's a need, I, just like you have, there's a need for people to, to get some help with launching a podcast or they've launched a podcast and, and it's not doing what they hoped it would, or they're kind of struggling with it. And so, yeah, a podcast network eventually formed and been working with, I think we've got like 73, 70, uh, different podcasts That's a lot of podcasts yeah yeah tell us a little bit about spoke street what is it tell us about this network of 73 or 74 yeah. podcasts that you do yeah so it varies like some of them were, were helping produce or edit or both some of them were pretty much hands-off uh the one thing that has in common is we we launched from redeemer radio which is a catholic radio station and the shows are all catholic and so that's something i think with with a net a podcast network we were talking about this is like, what, what would a network look like if we tried to form something out of this group here or something? And I think they have to have something in common for a network mm -hmm. to really be successful. You can have a community of, of podcasters and you can call it a network and that's fine and you can help each other. But for one podcast to promote another, there has to be a connection there. So for you to be having a guest on that has a podcasting podcast, mm -hmm then you promote his podcasting podcast. He promotes your podcasting podcast. That makes a lot of sense because I'm into podcasting. I like your podcast. I like your guest. I want right. to follow him. So we have that and that all these shows are, you know, for Catholics. And so there's this connection there. And so I think, you know, if you've got sports or video games to like pair up with other podcasters that are doing sports or video games and stuff like that can be a great way to cross promote each other to have each other on as guests and probably works a little bit better than you having me on that isn't into sports or video games <laughs> and like they're not your your audience isn't necessarily going to like my show and my audience isn't going to necessarily like your show yeah so you said spoke street is they're all catholic podcasts but yeah. explain that a little bit because it's not all like Bible teaching and theology and all that stuff, right? Well, it, it is that. And then the like, finances or medical ethics or, um, you know, there's, there's some geared towards women, some geared more towards men, some about mental health and stuff, but all from a Catholic perspective. And, you know, obviously anybody can listen to it, but. So that's, that's the, the one thing that has in common, the but audience. it's a variety of topics. Yeah. 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 Um, what does it look like for someone to be part of that network? Is it a, is it a, paid membership? Is it a just, we just want to be part of this and you sign the paper and go or just what's that look like? Yeah. I think comparing it to something is like, what, what is a podcast network? I think there's some similarities in like a, a book publisher or a, um, what do they call it? Music. It's not radio lab, uh, label. record label. Lab, record labels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I said I, radio. I, I think it's similar. Like the, the big ones, right? They own everything. And so, like, if you if you sign with Sony or whatever, or you know, some big publisher, Penguin, or whatever, Penguin House is that what it's called or something? I don't know. Maybe. I don't read books. CJ knows. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> like they might own the book. They'll, they'll like pay you to to write it and they'll own it and you don't get any royalties until you've covered off to it. They paid you and then you get a fraction of it there. And then like, that's, that's probably the most common, the high level and probably the same with podcast networks that like Gimlet owns all of their shows, like Spotify, any network that they mm -hmm. bought, they own all that stuff. Um, 
But then there's kind of lower level, more independent, you know, publishers and record labels and podcast networks where it, it would look very different from one to the next. And it could be anything from just a community like, hey, you want to be on our network and let's just promote each other and we'll, uh, we'll be friends and stuff and we'll put it all on a website together and that's it. Uh, that's great. I mean, that could be that simple. Uh, we have an agreement with the artists and uh, it's, the way we set it up is one, that they own their content. We're, we're not buying anybody's show and we don't own anybody's show. Uh, that was just important to, to us that to support creators, that they own it, that mm -hmm. um, they have the freedom to do whatever they want. Uh, our, our agreements are leave any time for any reason. There's no trap. There's no... Uh, sure. You know, locking people into this, <laughs> but I can see why people would do that. Like, if we're going to invest in your show, if I'm going to put time or money into your show to promote it, and then you leave before we get to see any return on that investment, um, you know, that, that might not be what what other people are looking to do. And so it would just vary from you know network to network on what kind of deals might be available. Sure, sure. I I wanted to. That may not be relevant to all of us being part of a podcast network, but I, it's something that I didn't think about when I started podcasting, the, the benefit and the value of being part of, A, a community, like we talked about, of uh, podcasters on Facebook, just that we right. can ask questions of one another. That's been really helpful to me to be part of those communities for podcasters and YouTube content creators, but to even take it the next step and be part of a network that does it even more intentionally was something that just wasn't on my brain when I started. Well, I think, unfortunately, we can think of each other as competition. And right. in a way, it is. Like, I, you, you can only listen to so many podcasts in a day. Right. And so <laughs> I've got to pick and choose. And if I'm going to listen to a sports podcast, I, you know, I listen to one and not the other. But I do think that the more that we collaborate and work together and those shows that are very similar to you, I, th I see a lot more opportunities for collaboration and, and that actually building a listener base than mm -hmm. thinking of them as competition actually does. Yeah, yeah, right on. Uh, if you have questions about being part of a community of podcasters, a network of podcasters, we'd love to, love to hear them tonight. I wanna move on and talk about uh, like the early stages of podcasting, because you work with people that are starting, you work yeah. with people who have been doing it a long time. What are some of the most common questions that you hear from new podcasters? I don't know. I think it's the fact that they don't have some of the questions that they should have okay. might, might actually be That's good because I think a lot of times when we have the idea for a podcast and we might even just record something and put it out there, but not to really think about like, who is this for? Who is it going to serve? How is it going to help them? And uh, yeah, I think if, if we back up and think about, you know, why, why am I doing this podcast? And it, it just, it, usually it's a passion, you know? And uh, maybe you're trying to make money off of it. But I think thinking about how is the listener going to benefit from it? Like what, how is their life going to be better after listening to the mm -hmm. podcast? And I think, unfortunately, we don't ask that question. We don't say like, what's in it for them? You know, and, and you might just think like they get to listen to me and I've, I've got some <laughs> interesting insight on something. But I think if you can promise them like you are going to learn something about this thing that you're passionate about, or it's going to be entertaining, or you're going to be a better, like if it's a, a parenting podcast, like you're going to be a better dad by listening to this mm -hmm. podcast. And then every single episode is how you can be a better dad. Like, that's great. I'm interested in that. I've got kids, you know? So I, I think if we think about, you know, the, the Simon Sinek, you know, the why yeah. of, of an organization, and, and you could say my, my why is to make 
better parents or to inform people about uh, behind the scenes things that are happening in sports that they don't realize that are happening, you know, uh, kind of a news inform people or whatever. Um, I, I think that promise is a good place to start. Yeah. So, so many of us start because it sounds like fun. Yeah. Because we have fun with our friends and we have fun with our buddies having conversations. Right. Uh, and the ones I think that last are the ones that dial it in and figure out what is it that people really like. So that's a, that's an okay place to start. Sure. I think, but when you dial it in and realize you look at your, maybe your analytics on the back end a little bit and you look at which, which episodes are people really listening to? What's the difference between this one and that one, right? You can figure out the value that you're bringing. And I, so I think you, you do have to look at your audience and the value, why are you doing it? But what value are you offering to? So yeah. uh, you mentioned something uh, the other day about the promise, right? Yeah. I thought that was a really good insight just in our conversation. Um, and you kind of mentioned a little bit about being a father. If you promise this podcast is about helping you be a better father, you better deliver on that. Yeah. Can you share a little bit of that with the crowd tonight? What you mean by that? Well, yeah, I, th I think if, if the show is called how to be a better dad and you have an episode on your passion for you know, this sports team or whatever that has nothing sure. to do with that. Like you've, you've all of a sudden you've not delivered on the promise. So I thought I was going to get one thing. I got something else that I may or may not be interested in. So I think one is having that promise up front that people know what they're going to get and then delivering on it. And that can come to episode titles too. I think one of the things I've seen some people do really well is the title of the episode is intriguing and I want to click on that. And then like, it will answer that. Uh, there's, there's a podcast that starts off with, they, it's called At the Table with Patrick Lancioni, and he, and he starts with, uh, hey, Cody, what's the topic of today's episode? Or what's the, what's the title of today's episode? And it'll be like, it's uh, how our meetings are so inefficient. And then he goes through talking about how we can make them more efficient. And so it's the, the link, or the, the title of it is something interesting. I want to click on that. And then the episode is just delivering on that promise of what I clicked on. You know, it's not clickbait and switch. You know, it can be, clickbait can be good. It's like, Oh, this is what I'm looking for. Click on it. Yes, it gave me what I was asking for, you know, <laughs> but it can also be deceptive. Um, but I, and it, so that can be on an episode level or as a, as a podcast as a whole, I think, of thinking about, yeah, what is this going to give them? And then every single episode delivering on that promise. Like, I told you I was going to make you a better podcaster. And so this episode is how you can, your podcast art is important. You know, this is, this is why your titles are important. This is why your EQ and levels are important, you know, yeah. and every single episode is helping that person become a better podcaster, which is why they should listen to your show. That's right. Yeah. Good podcasting, Good podcast. helping you create, launch and grow your podcast. If you're interested, we're actually recording tonight. There you go. Uh, hopefully to release it. If the audio sounds good, I've never recorded live before in front of a studio audience. So yeah, yeah, not really a studio <laughs> audience, but yeah. Can we like just clap and cheer just so people can hear yeah. that that's legit. Is, doesn't one of these pads do one applause? of them is i think that one is but whatever i don't want to hit the wrong one and you know say something stupid um that so that triggers another question for me when you you the title of your episode making a promise to your listener and delivering on that promise one of the uh, the things that i think bothers me about some podcasts mm. is you've got the topic you've got the title and you don't get there until you're six, seven, eight minutes in, <laughs> yeah. right? Do you have strong feelings about how quickly you get to what you are promising in your title? So I, I will tell you, 
we have a form that we have a, a crew of people that reviews podcasts that we get submissions all the time and people suggest things. And so they, they review them. And one of the questions on there was, is the, the banter at the beginning was, and there's all kinds of check bars, interesting, engaging, funny, like should be deleted, like was, <laughs> was boring, whatever. And they can check that. And so I think there's a difference between an entertaining opening that goes on for 10 minutes, but right. people love it because like it was hilarious and you get to know the people or whatever and something that just kind of drags on. So I think that's a good thing to ask an audience for feedback. Yeah. Like, do you feel like, look, we, you can listen to yourself and say, I didn't get into the topic for four minutes, but you might need somebody else to tell you, was that okay? Or was that four minutes just boring? And there's some people that like banter more than others. Mm -hmm. Like I particularly just say, get to the point. And I just want to learn something and get on. So I listen to podcasts at 2x, and I'll skip until you start getting, like, uh, a Mark <laughs> Marin. I, I know I can skip for the first eight minutes before, you know, like, we're just going to get into it. So I, I think it varies, and that's part of knowing your audience, yeah, too. for sure. And, and what, what they're looking for, and are they just looking for quick information? And what you intend to deliver, too. So if your whole podcast is built to have that, that banter about a particular topic or subject, or maybe that's a segment of your show even, right? That people know what to expect, that right. they know that first 10 minutes is, hey, we're just gonna find out what's happening. I really, you know, one of the things that I've noticed as I listen to podcasts that I, I like to share with people is, you know, when people listen to your voice all the time, they feel like they know you, and you have no idea who's listening. Well, and the, the intimacy of it is, a lot of the time they are actually having you are coming from the inside of their ear. Like right. you are inside of them telling them <laughs> this thing, you know, like there no people don't usually listen to podcasts as a group, right? It's usually a one-on-one -on -one thing. You, when you're doing this podcast, you're talking to one person right. that's listening by themselves in the car mm -hmm. or while they're mowing or doing dishes or whatever, Yeah, going for a walk. And so they feel like they know you. Yeah. And so sometimes that banter is, hey, I'm catching up with a friend. That's right. kind of what right. it sounds like. So not to rule it out completely, but if it is, <laughs> if that's the promise you're delivering, I'm like, let's get there. Yeah. Right. You know? Okay. Well, I, I didn't intend to ask that question, but I just wanted to go there because we were talking about that. Um, what are some of like one or two of the biggest mistakes maybe that you hear uh, podcasters make, whether it's when they're creating content or they're trying to edit and mix, what are some of like maybe one or two that stand out to you? My biggest frustration is volume. When people's podcast is too quiet, or it's very dynamic. So you have really loud parts and really quiet parts. So, you know, you're talking and you're soft and it's all it's engaged. And then you tell something funny and then you laugh and, and it's yeah. so loud. So I'm in my car and I've got this cranked up so loud <laughs> and I've got my maps on. So every time the maps come to and tell me to turn right, they're screaming at me because I have <laughs> the volume up so loud. And there's some apps that can adjust for that. But I think one thing to learn to to watch a couple of YouTube videos on how to get the levels right for mm -hmm. podcasting. Uh, depends on which doll you're using, Audition, Pro Tools, Audacity, whatever, like GarageBand. And that's, uh, that's inside baseball speak, a doll. What yeah. does that mean for those who aren't aware of the DAW? Is it digital audio workstation? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's what you record and edit, how you mix your sound and... It's where it's your workstation where you edit your audio. Basically. At least the editing, you could be recording in a yeah and and right. record. Yeah, we've said that before, and somebody goes, "What does that mean?" And that's totally fine. Yeah. I just want to yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. we we covered what that was. So yeah, so just getting the levels up, um, 
the standard is negative 16 luffs. If you look up what is luffs in podcasting, you probably find some good videos on it. Yeah. You probably have a video about it, don't you? I, I don't think I have any on luffs yet. Okay. But talk about Coming nor- soon. normalization and compression yeah. and yeah. EQ and all that stuff. Those are all important terms so, to, and, to learn. And the sure. LUFS, if you're writing that down. Um, and dynamics like are great in a movie. You know, like you want, like the explosion should, <laughs> you feel it. And then whenever they talk, you're like leaning in for it. But when I'm listening to a podcast, I just want to be able to hear it. That's the right. only thing I care about is hearing it. And when I've got the mower on or my car's running or whatever, like you just keeping that at a constant mm-hmm. compressed volume makes it so much easier to listen to. Yeah, there's one that I've shared this before for those of you who've been around for a while. Uh, there's a podcast that I had been listening to for almost 10 years, and it was really good content, but they've never done anything different with the audio. Uh-huh. And so what was good 10 years ago mm. when you know there wasn't as many podcasts out there and you didn't have to do a whole lot to really mm. stand out, they haven't changed it. And so I noticed that, I don't know, this was a year or two ago, I was listening to it and I hit highway speeds. I was driving, I listened to podcasts in my car and I couldn't hear it. Like I was cranked all the way up yeah. and I went, I, I can't even hear this. Do they lower the volume? What's wrong with this episode? And I listened to the next one or tried to, and then the next one or tried to and realized, no, they, they're not hitting the, the standards they need to, right? And and so I just quit listening. Mm-hmm. So there are there are some standards out there too that you have to hit to be on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't hit it, my understanding is they do some processing to bring it up there, which alters your mix and mm-hmm. alters the sound of your podcast. So um, I remember when I was starting out, I had no idea what Luffs was yeah. <laughs> and compression, and it was all new to me. And I mixed one that I thought, man, this sounds really good. This is one of our best ones. And then I published it and I listened back because I listened to my own podcasts. Uh, and, and I went, this sounds terrible. And I had no idea why. And then I learned they process it differently if you don't hit that standard. And there's tons of effects and stuff that you can put in everything to make it sound good. And, and if you know what you're doing and what, how to mix it and everything. Uh, one cheat that I, I tell people, if, if that all goes over your head and, and it's too confusing, you don't even want to mess with it, Alphonic. Are you familiar with them? I'm not. No. A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C.com, I think is the website. Okay. I think it's free for up to two hours a month. And you just upload your audio and you tell it, like, remove background noise, you know, level things out better. And I want to add negative 16 luffs for a stereo MP3. And it spits out the fixed oh, track. Oh, wow. And it's made specifically for podcasts. So it's, look, it's trying to equalize voice if you've got music or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty Fantastic. good. Fantastic. Just took me out of the picture completely. Uh, (laughs) No, that's all right. Um, I want (laughs) to. It won't be nearly as good as when Brian does it for you. Yeah, no, I don't know about that. So I have noticed there there are a lot of AI apps now Mm. that will. So you you I think Descript is one that it will give you a transcript. You can edit from your transcript now. I found that to be a good start, but it's not perfect right. uh, if you're really trying to dial in that sound. But then they have a button that says studio sound and they, it does that. Yeah. So it levels everything out and it's not bad. It's not bad if you're just starting out, I think to, to do something really quickly uh, and, and get it out, that's a good, good option. So there's more that, more that do that. So um, one question we got, it was what are other people's podcasts about? I think uh, we'll give you some time at the end. I don't know who gave me the question, but I don't remember now, but we'll have some time at the end for people to interact and just hear from other groups what your podcast is about, because I know we separated based on if you had started or not. So if you have questions, just mingle and meet some people. We'll answer that question. Do we have, are there any other questions you have for Kyle or I 
that we could ask and talk through tonight? Okay, so since we're recording, I'll just repeat that yeah. question. Yeah. So the question was, what's an average length of a podcast? I'll let you answer. I mean, I, I think it's, I've seen it at one point with like the actual averages. Yeah. I, and the more common question is, how long should my podcast be? That's it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as long as it needs to be. And not any longer. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, you got people like Joe Rogan that can go for three or four hours and people love it. Or, or like, uh, what's that history one? The revisionist history. Yeah. Like they're, <laughs> they go on forever. I, I get Not my thing. Like, yeah. for me, it's like 20, 30 minutes tops. But if it's like eight minutes, I'm in. You know, like the shorter <laughs> it is, I'm like, I can commit to that. I can listen to that on my drive in to, to drop my kids off to school or whatever. Um, but other people like it longer. So I think that's where, you, again, knowing your target audience and what they're looking for and, yeah. you know, just asking listeners. Yeah, I think the average that's out there, average listenership I saw recently was between 20 and 45 minutes are most of them that are on Apple Podcasts. So mine usually go for about 30, 35 minutes. That's right in that range. But when I started my first podcast, we were really intentional for to hit between 10 and 12 minutes because it was designed for people to listen on a Monday morning as they drove into work yeah. because we had stuff going on Monday night. We were, it was to, to train and equip a group of people we were working with. So we didn't want them to have to come back because they made it to work before it was over. So we wanted to get it done before your average drive time was over. So yeah, I think it goes to who's your audience, who are you trying to reach and how long does it really need to be? Yeah. Any other questions? Can you target a specific audience on your first day of distribution? Do you mean like when you launch it, how you're promoting it? Sure. I, mean, I think promo has a lot to do with it, but I, I think, well, I don't want to answer well, until you go. <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking like, okay, if I, if I wanted to target a specific audience, so let's just say it's, um, it's, it's a podcast for new debt, specifically uh dads who have have pregnant wives husbands with pregnant wives who are soon to be dads like very specific target audience right so i, I think first how you name the podcast could attract that particular audience or not uh the artwork that you have for that like if you have the dad sitting there like this with like pregnant woman in the background like <laughs> you're gonna be a dad soon like okay this is very obviously for me because i'm <laughs> Not not currently in that state. That's very this, similar. This wasn't your, an announcement. Your artwork, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I think how you present it is going to attract that target audience. Obviously, you could do paid ads on Facebook to target specific audiences and things like that. Um, but as far as a title of a particular episode um, could, could help hit a target too. Music, yeah. everything. Yeah, I think... I go even back to kind of the creation part, like the creation stage of your podcast. So if you have in mind, like who, who we're trying to reach. So an exercise that I've used is, you know, who is, who is the person you're trying to reach? Who's that avatar? Who's that individual and going through kind of the demographics of who you're trying to reach, um, age, 
gender, race, what part of the country they live in, how big their family is, if they have a family, what kind of car do they drive. That may be like pushing it to an extreme, but to have that individual in, yeah. in your head as you know, for one of the, one of the ones I was doing, I was thinking like this 35 year old man, that's a little bit younger than me. That's drives a pickup truck. That's really, you know, not happy with where he is in life right now. And, you know, I just had this list going on and on. And when I had that person in mind, it helped me write content better, yeah. uh, because I had an individual in mind when I did it. So that's kind of where I go is who trying to sketch out who that person or that audience is even before you start it's kind of like music too like that if nobody hates you probably nobody loves you you know like right uh the there was a back in the day they were talking about you know if you hate there, there's this the example was if you hate britney spears you're gonna love us you know like it, it just like <laughs> intentionally putting forth like who's not gonna like your show and that might, that's the extreme but like i i think being straightforward about a target audience. If you're geared towards young men who are looking to start up a podcast, you might be alienating women, right. but there's a lot of young men that are trying to start a podcast. And so to, to have some focus, you know, the riches are in the niches. I think it, it kind of goes against our, our nature of the tighter the target. You feel like, yo, I'm losing all of these people, but if you can get 1% of the population to listen mm -hmm. to your podcast, you're going to be doing pretty well. Yeah. Right so on. feel free to, to say this isn't for 99% of the population. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of counterintuitive, but that's kind of the way it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to wrap up and give everybody a chance to kind of get to know one another, learn about each other's podcast. But last question I wanted to ask you is what's maybe one piece of advice, like your, your go-to piece of advice for maybe new podcasters or someone that's looking to take their next step? Hmm. I'll say one of. I'm not sure, sure what yeah, the yeah. one thing would be. But I think one is budget. So the, the budget of your time and money and thinking realistically, how, how much time can I dedicate to this each week? Or if I'm going to batch record like every Saturday, you know, what, if I'm going to record two episodes every Saturday, edit next, next Saturday, edit two episodes or whatever, like being realistic of how much time, being able to block that into your schedule and just schedule it out. Like I can't do anything Monday nights from seven to nine because that's when I record my podcast or whatever to be, to be realistic about that. And to say like, if I don't have the time for it, that's fine. Like maybe podcasting isn't your thing. Also realistic expectations of the podcast. Like I think it's okay to just do something for fun. Like mm -hmm. people play video games, not expecting to ever make any money off of playing video games just because they enjoy right. it. It's okay to release a podcast just because it's fun for you. And if 10 people listen to it, great. If nobody listens to it, I just enjoy making the podcast. Right. That's fine. You don't have to have a thousand do downloads to be happy. Um, so to, to have realistic expectations, but then also uh, if you're committing to something, you know, to, to commit to that, I think the biggest thing that I fall short on is the promotion. So you do all mm -hmm. this effort and spend hours and hours perfecting the mix, post it, and then like, now it's on to the next one, but you never told anybody that you released this episode. You know, so to also put in your budget of what you're gonna do to promote the episode, to get on Facebook groups or, you know, posting on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, like to promote. And that's something I think you do really well with yours. You cut it up into micro content and sharing it online and stuff like that. I think that's, if you're looking to grow a podcast, you have to look at how you're going to promote it. Sure. 